This isn't any regular heat. This is nuclear heat. Live from the 93.7 The Ticket Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America, bringing you the latest from the square circle on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here is your host, Jake Bakovic. here on 93.7 The Ticket and talking some wrestling. I am Jake Bachman alongside Augie Pena. This is Nuclear Heat. We do a weekly WWE Week in Review podcast uh, and uh, sometimes we're going to go live and when we do, we jump at the opportunity. So we're doing it right now uh, from 9 to 10. Uh, So join us for the next hour. Have some fun as we lead up to Elimination Chamber on our road to WrestleMania, which will be April 6th. And April 7th, it looks like one of the best buildups we've had in years. So if you haven't joined us before and you do like wrestling, we'd, we'd encourage you uh, to check out every week. But also just let you know the rundown. We go through the SmackDown review. We go through the Raw review. And then we will have a preview of Elimination Chamber. Of course, there is one more SmackDown. It was already pre-taped. So the folks in Salt Lake City actually got two episodes, <laughs> uh, which is good. Uh, I won't do any spoilers there. But we we do a little, know a little bit of the card so we can jump into that. Uh, Augie, how you feeling about uh, this week in wrestling? It's a it's a good week to have a show, I think. Yeah, it was very exciting. You know, a lot of a lot of great things happening. Uh, the great one, once again, that's right, gave us a, an appearance on SmackDown. And you know, I thought, you know, these were two of the stronger uh, SmackDown and Raws. You know, the the Elimination Chamber qualifying matches, um, just kind of everything going around. You know, just a lot of exciting news, a lot of exciting times. Um, just yeah, just a great time for wrestling. Yeah, it is. In uh, in you know, these shows are helped out as opposed to you know the middle of. Um, October or something where you, you've got these uh, Elimination Chamber qualifying matches, which, of course, if you win the Elimination Chamber, uh, you can jump into uh, WrestleMania and, and, and be part of a, a main event. They, there's too many main events at WrestleMania, yeah. so I, I don't think the Rollins uh, belt will necessarily be the main event, but it might be for night one. Uh, but in any case, it, it you know it just puts a lot more on these matches, and and it makes them feel more important for most for the most part, most of these matches, and uh, that makes these SmackDowns and Raws uh, considerably better than they usually are. Uh, once again, this is all leading towards an Elimination Chamber, which will be Saturday. From Perth, Australia, which means about 4.30 locally here in Lincoln, Nebraska, 4.30 a.m., maybe 4 o'clock. You waking up early for that one, or are you going to have to catch it once it's over? No, I'll have to catch it like three, four (laughs) hours later after I wake up, because I'm a... I'm a diehard wrestling fan, but I am not waking up at 4:30 a.m. to watch yeah, to watch uh, one of these. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's uh, the time difference is a little bit uh, going to be strange there. So you're going to have to, if you're a wrestling fan, stay off maybe Twitter <laughs> early in the morning before you can get to it. Uh, but in any case, it will be fun. Let's start off with, with the SmackDown. It was live from Salt Lake City, and it was promised on the card that The Rock and Roman Reigns would appear. Uh, so obviously that. Drew a lot of eyes onto this SmackDown. They also promised four Elimination Chamber qualifying matches between the men's and the women's, and that uh, also uh, is going to draw you to this evening in SmackDown. The Salt Lake City part is important later because (laughs) The Rock absolutely goes in on the people of Salt Lake City, Uh, but we'll get to that here in a bit. They kicked off with the Elimination Chamber qualifying uh, match between KO, Kevin Owens, and Dirty Dom. A solid match with several near falls. Ends up with R-Truth, uh, appearing and Dirty Dom saying, "If you want to be in Judgment Day, help me get a chair." Uh, uh, and then our truth goes and gets a chair, ends up sitting on it, distracting Dirty Dom. KO uh, hits up a, pow- a, pow- a pop-up power bomb, excuse me, uh, to beat Dirty Dom. And KO joins Drew McIntyre, LA Knight, 
RKO and Bobby Lashley as qualifiers for the Elimination Chamber. Um, interesting here, I thought, and, and you know, KO's got his own thing. He's always going to be a, a reputable, and, and you're going to believe him uh, to be in with those other names. I thought a chance for here for WWE to do something kind of interesting, which I would like them to do. They stack these Elimination Chambers with stars. I always like a little bit of a wild card. I thought Dirty Dom would have been a great wild card for this year's event. Because as the as our show states, nuclear heat, a yeah. wrestling term, yep. he's had nuclear heat. I mean, he still gets booed out of the building uh, despite being aligned with one of the more popular performers uh, in the WWE. Um, so I I was a little bit disappointed, not surprised, but disappointed uh, that they went with KO here. No, and I 100% agree with you. You know, KO, I love him. Great wrestler, um, great storyteller, great everything, hard worker. But yeah, Dirty Dom, you know, is... Anytime he tries to speak still, you know, he gets booed out of the building. Um, it's fun to have him, and it would have been a great opportunity for him because he's still so young. Um, I do love, though, the R-Truth interference. That R-Truth is one of my favorites, you know, just everything he does. He's he's hilarious. He, he'll steal the show, you know, the scenes he's in, the parts he's in. Um, but I agree with you. You know, they got to give Dirty Dom a chance here because he just— he's like a big player, but he doesn't do anything, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. he's, he's, like you said, he's with the Judgment Day— you know, he, he and Rhea Ripley have this whole thing. She's dominant. You know, uh, Finn and Damien are dominant. And you kind of got, you know, Dominic Mysterio, who's who's not doing anything. And if anyone is going to take a pin, it's either him or J.D. McDonough. And right. that doesn't really make sense, especially with, like, his name. And he's he's not bad in the ring. You know, he's young, and he's he's going to be one of their future superstars. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I also like, I mean, if you... Because I have a friend who watches just the Royal Rumble and just WrestleMania. And, you know, I, I just think for, like, the, the people that are there from week to week, I think you could pay off a little bit more on your stories. Mm -hmm. I don't think, and we'll get to this, that LA Knight will ultimately win the Elimination Chamber. I think he'd be a great pick because mm -hmm. it tells the story of the year that, that, that you know, the LA Knight movement. Dirty Dom in, in the same way, yes, as a heel, so not so mm -hmm. much. But, I mean, again, he's had nuclear heat more so yep. than we've seen in years um, from, a, you know, uh, from almost any performer. So I think if you bring that to WrestleMania, you tell that story, it pays off um, the week-to-week -week fans. But unfortunately, usually <laughs> WWE wants to pay off a little bit more, you know, yeah. get the big names in the match than, rather than um, help out the week-to-week -week fans in, in their storytelling. But in any case, I don't, a lot of people just hate Dirty Dom in general, so maybe I'm the only one complaining here. Uh, backstage, we had Drew McIntyre and L.A. Knight engage in a little bit of a back-and-forth, sets up the matchup. For this week's SmackDown, um, probably not too much long-term storytelling there. That's just a, a little brouhaha, I think, to get you ready for Elimination Chamber yep. on Saturday. Yep. Nope. I agree with you. I think it'll be a great match, though, because, you know, I'm, I'm on the LA. I'm still on the LA Night train, you know, even mm. though they haven't been using him that great. And Drew McIntyre is good. So, yeah, you know, a one match before, you know, everything happens and, and we'll see what happens. I, I could also see an AJ Styles uh, interruption uh, oh. causing LA Knight. I think that that might be ultimately what they do with LA Knight at WrestleMania. Uh, we move on in, on SmackDown to another elimination qualifier, this time on the women's side between Zelina Vega and Tiffany Stratton. Uh, Legato del Fantasma, including Electra Lopez, the newest member of a Legato mm -hmm. del Fantasma, in the front row, uh, bothering Zelina Vega. Vega eventually throws Lopez out onto the floor. Um, LW, LWO arrives to kind of counter Legato del Fantasma. All of this uh, kind of distracts Vega. Tiffany Stratton gets the win with the prettiest moonsault ever, which is a great name, I think. Tiffany, mm -hmm. <laughs> Tiffany Stratton kind of rather new on, on, the, on, the, on, on the scene. Uh, is it Tiffy time at uh, at Elimination Chamber? <laughs> no, unfortunately. You know, it, it was good for her to get there. You know, 
you got to put some young blood in there. But I unfortunately think she'll probably be one of the first ones to take a pin, mm. you know, in the elimination chamber. But, you know, good for her to get there. And this one was a little weird because, you know, as we've talked about it, Zelina Vega just is kind of there, you know, and then they always keep putting her in kind of these important matches. You know, whoever's facing her is going to win because they never push her. They never yeah. give her that win. Um, you know, because Tiffany's been on the roster, Royal Rumble, right? That was pretty yeah. much her debut. So she's a month. Um, if that's so good for her to, to, you know, get this far, but I do like that name too. The prettiest moonsault ever. And um, that, that's pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's good. She's kind of got the annoying pretty girl, uh, character mm-hmm. kind of rolling with her as, into WWE, the main roster anyway. Uh, interesting that they go with her, you know, in this, in this matchup with all the other kind of proven stars at the elimination chamber and not Jade Cargill, who I think is of the newcomers, the bigger star. Mm-hmm. Um, and higher upside, but yeah. still a favor for Stratton to, to put her in this match. She definitely gets kind of the rub. And and to me, we were talking about this uh, a couple uh, of of their pay per views ago. Is you know they try to do that at, at certain times, and, and sometimes it feels forced. It doesn't feel too forced. Mm-hmm. I think Stratton at least. I mean, she can go. She's got the look. Um, yeah. I I'm ready to embrace her as new competition in this women's division. Yeah, and they've actually been giving her matches on SmackDown. You know, they they haven't been great matches, but she's won. I think. Every, every match or every SmackDown since Royal Rumble, she's had a match. Um, whereas Jade Cargo, I think, you know, they're still kind of keeping her away, you know, and, and, and you know, not, not giving us, you know, her in, in the ring just yet um, on there. And another thing, you know, we, we kind of talked about this before with Jade Cargill. You can't have her take a pin just yet. You know, she is an up-and-comer. You know, she's somebody they really value as, you know, someone that can elevate um, that women's division. So, you know, with Tiffany Stratton, like you said, great rub for her. And, you know, she'll probably be one of the first eliminated, but, you know, good for her to get on. Yeah. I, I promised before the show we wouldn't catch up and talk 15 minutes on <laughs> Tiffany Stratton. And here we go, uh, off and running. But uh, so we, we better move on. But interesting uh, and, and good move for her for, for the win there. Like you said, though, um, Zelina Vega, LWO, this Legato Tell Fantasma thing. I think it's destined for the SmackDown before mm-hmm. WrestleMania, not quite making <laughs> yep. the WrestleMania card. But, um, that's kind of interesting too, uh, and, and we'll see what happens there. They kind of paid off a little bit that on Monday as well. Uh, from there, we had a promo uh, in the back. Uh, well, it's it pre-recorded. EO Sky delivering a message to Bailey. They have their WrestleMania match set up. It confirms that her and the Kabuki Warriors are keeping the Damage Control name, uh, which is kind of interesting because they, I mean, without EO Sky, they are already have a name, the Kabuki yeah. Warriors. <laughs> um, so I, I, I'm kind of interested in that. Um, and it, it kind of, you know, gives a little bit more intrigue. They didn't do too much. Again, just a quick promo mm-hmm. here. Um, but I am wildly entertained by by this whole thing. Dakota Kai kind of jumping in and helping Bailey. We'll see if that gets uh, situated before WrestleMania. Could still see Kai flip on Bailey mm-hmm. and, and, and and go back to damage control. Uh, but we'll see. Yeah. And, you know, I thought I thought it's good. It is very confusing because Bailey did start damage control. So that is technically hers. Um, and Dakota Kai, you know, for everything she's still not great on the mic it's it's very hard you know but um th- this is interesting you know who is she going to be with she's saying she's with bailey but you know as a lot you know lifelong wwe fans we know what can happen you know that turn could come um at any moment there um but i think this is good you know it'll go from there and poor kabuki warriors i mean what a what are they doing you know just, <laughs> just they're, they're the they're the women's tag team champions and they they really aren't doing much you know they're we talked about it unfortunately probably destined for that friday before smackdown yeah you know defending um they won't make it to, to wrestlemania there either so yeah well they'll still probably be there for the some yeah. interference yeah. in the match but yeah they probably won't get their own 
their own match. Uh, this is uh, Nuclear Heat, by the way, here on 93.7 The Ticket, our weekly review uh, of WWE. We're running through SmackDown uh, from Salt Lake City last Friday. We'll get into Raw and get a little bit of a preview for you here for Elimination Chamber. Uh, as we move on throughout the show, Authors of Pain, uh, who also further confusing because they're another tag team <laughs> within a tag within a stable, uh, which again is the Kabuki Warriors problem with damage control. Authors of Pain, the tag team <laughs> within the stable of Final Testament, take on Javier Burnell and Bo Davis from NXT. Uh, not that Bo Davis, if, remember, if Nebraska football <laughs> fans remember. But uh, anyways, they, they squash uh, the NXT guys who are clearly there just for that. Um, kind of a reminder of what author, Authors of Pain can do. Still doesn't do anything for me as far as Final Testament uh, against Bobby Lashley uh, and his group. I, uh, You know, it's, again, <laughs> unfortunately, another one probably is going to be situated before WrestleMania. Yeah, and, you know, I really like the AO, the Authorities of Pain, AOP yeah. or whatever they go by there. They're huge. You know, they before they got released, they're, they're another super, you know, to that tag team that was released like four times and now they're yeah. back again. But their leader's Killian Cross, And, I mean... When was the last time Killian Cross won a match? You know, they're just kind of bunched together there. And this squash, I mean, is supposed to make them look strong, but they haven't been given any direction. And that's that's the issue I have with it. If you're going to, you know, NXT, um, which is supposed to be, you know, the developmental um, for, you know, the, the, the main roster. I mean, if you're going to have them squash some of that talent, you got to do something with it. And we haven't seen anything from these guys. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm glad they're back. I, I feel like they could have been better utilized uh, as they are being brought back in. Again, the Final Testament's just a very strange group, again, of what mm-hmm. you're saying. Karrion Cross, who never pays off on his threats. Um, an old guy, two giant guys that wear different yep. uniforms than everybody else in the group. It, it, it's, it's, it's just... It's not the way I would have brought him back. I really like them actually as for very temporarily with Seth Rollins. Remember yep. when Seth Rollins mm-hmm. uh, was a bad guy and part of, you know, kind of the Triple H regime there. Um, and he was kind of, they were kind of his muscle for a minute. They didn't go long enough with that either, yeah. I thought. But uh, ultimately, that was one of my best versions of Seth Rollins. Uh, we move on to another elimination qualifier match here between The Miz and Logan Paul. This was a rematch from SummerSlam. Uh, from a few years back. Of course, these guys initially, when Logan Paul came in, uh, was a tag team with Miz. This was actually Logan Paul's first free match, is what you call yeah. it in, in, in WWE when they do it on television, not on premium live events. Uh, and so, you know, you feel more and more like Logan Paul is is a wrestler and not a celebrity guest. Um, and I, 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 I couldn't be any more impressed with him. I, I'm mm-hmm. not a big YouTuber. I don't really honestly know all of why he got famous something about a video in a forest or something, but, <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but in any case, he is so good, not just at acting at wrestling, like in, in ring. Um, the only thing that I did not like about this is they continued the brass knuckles uh, deal, which he got from one of his friends in the crowd. Ultimately the, the Miz decides not to use it, but they've already told the story. And, and there's a very short story on Logan Paul so far that he's got, metal in his yeah. right arm and so he's got the knockout punch so why does he need the brass knuckles <laughs> it doesn't really make sense but I, it's still the right decision here to get logan paul in 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 the qualifier match yeah and this is interesting because you know with them getting him in the qualifying match for the elimination chamber i agree with you by the way he is a phenomenal wrestler he's just he's a great athlete that you can tell really works at it really cares you know whereas other short-term celebrities are kind of like ah match or two He's been around now, what, two, three years? And, yeah. I mean, he's the United States champion, which I, I, I don't think a lot of people know unless, you know, you're watching it all the time. 
Um, so to put him in this elimination chamber to potentially main event, we're going to throw that away around loosely because, as you mentioned, there's like 15 main events for WrestleMania. Right. <laughs> um, you know, him being a potential challenge to Seth Rollins, I kind of like that. That'd be cool. You know, United States champ versus world heavyweight champ. Um, I think that'd be great. You know, that'd be money because, like you said, Logan Paul, I mean, he's got a podcast, which I've never listened to. So, you know, I don't know what he talks about or anything there. So um, <laughs> probably prime is what I can yeah, tell. Pr- probably <laughs> prime. Um, I know he has a lot of big celebrities come on there, too, mm. um, and athletes and whatnot. But, you know, can you just imagine if he's one of the main eventers for, for WrestleMania? Yeah. They're going to get so many eyes um, on it. So great decision there. The Miz, once again. You don't know what he's going to do because he this is kind of like a baby face turn here, right? Yeah, which isn't his best, I don't no. think. No. He's and, a great heel. You know, I know he's like a family man. You know, he's got his TV show. They promote that. But, yeah, I, I agree with you. He's as best when he's that arrogant heel that just mm-hmm. thinks he's, you know, can do anything, even though he always, you know, loses matches. Um, I think he goes like a full year without a win. Um, but, yeah, no, great decision for Logan Paul. I thought it was fun to see him, you know, not on a premium live event. Um, what they call it, and kind of just on a regular episode there. Yeah, yeah, I, I and I think that he he does feel like he could win Elimination Chamber, but he's also kind of he was he's kind of promoted like he's going to be a two belt type yeah. of champ, which would be cool. But they just they cannot bury that Rollins championship anymore. If the if the if the United States champ goes in and beats the heavyweight champ, they might as well just throw that away but, with uh, the twenty four seven championship, oh. which got thrown away. <laughs> but but can you just imagine though if Logan Paul was your world heavyweight champ. I yeah. mean, I think that'd, be, that'd bring a bunch of eyes. You oh, know, yeah. that'd be great for the WWE, but I agree with you. You know, it, it got taken away from technically a celebrity. You, you know, everything Rollins did, I don't know. It's like a double-edged sword, you know. It, it'd be great, but not. I mean, he'd be a two-time champ, but then the United States Championship would have no value because, you know, that'd be his second champ, you know, the yeah. the the champion, the you know, the step-sibling of the championships and all that stuff, so... Yeah, I mean it's exciting. You know, this is this is the fun part about it. Is what is the WWE going to do? Are they going to make us mad? Are they going to impress us? Or are they going to disappoint <laughs> us? You know. Well, and we talked about it too off air that uh, I think they're a, a very likely outcome of all of this is Senor Money in the Bank yep. cashes in on Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. It would be you know kind of poetic justice for mm-hmm. what he did years ago with uh, with Lesnar and 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 Roman Reigns. Um, so regardless of who the opponent is there, I think we could see Priest walking yeah. out of WrestleMania as that champion. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, another uh, Elimination Chamber qualifier match with Naomi and Alba Fire. They have not built up Alba Fire enough for really <laughs> anybody to believe that she had a chance in this thing. Uh, Naomi does get the win. She's back from TNA. Uh, new music looks good. Taps out Alba Fire. Um, but I, I would say this was one of the weaker matches of the night, mm-hmm. if only because there wasn't much belief in Alba Fire. By the way, and we haven't mentioned also the 2K ratings yeah. uh, that they're showing. I really like that. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of help promote their video game and give you an idea of where people are standing in, in the organization. But in a matchup like this, it's like, it kind of <laughs> just kind of tips the hand to you. Who's yeah. going to win, right? Yeah, yeah it, 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 it does. And it, it was fun. I thought that was funny as well um, to see something like that. And Naomi, Naomi is so good in the ring. Um, you know, she has all the potential in the world. You know, she's a former champ um, coming back to, you know, one of the biggest standing ovations. But, yeah, this Alba Fryer, um, poor, you know, she gets she gets TV screen time. She gets a match against a former champion, Naomi, and you go from there. Um, and I just want to kind of plug this in. We don't have to talk about it, but uh, 2K can will never have anything on the Raw vs. SmackDown games that were on in the That's early right. 2000s. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, man, those were great. Well, those were so good. I mean, there's so many great <laughs> Uh, video games of the past, but yeah, 2K still got some some catching up mm-hmm. to do. Uh, as we go to the final segment here on our SmackDown review, live from Salt Lake City last Friday, 
Roman Reigns appears along uh, with the rest of the bloodline, eventually calling upon his cousin, The Rock, uh, to join them. The Rock ultimately, after mocking Salt Lake City, the only <laughs> the way that The Rock can, he's such a good promo. Such It's so good to have heel Rock back. Uh, in his very expensive vest that he was wearing yep. here, uh, kind of the Hollywood rock character, maybe um, returning. Uh, the rock joins the bloodline. That, that's what this whole promo was kind of set up. And the bloodline feels stronger than ever. Now I have seen conspiracy theories on this segment mm-hmm. because the rock uh, at one time was saying that he will make sure Cody loses at WrestleMania actually from a certain camera angle is pointing at Roman when he yeah. says to make sure mm-hmm. you will lose at WrestleMania. He also puts an L instead of one finger up as he joins the bloodline. So maybe even those things intertwining. Mm-hmm. But uh, you catching on to any of these uh, these these conspiracy theories, or you think The Rock is with the bloodline and will be through WrestleMania? No, I I'm 100 with these you know conspiracy theories here. I I when I saw the L, I'm like, what does that mean? You know <laughs> what what is he saying there? Um, it's a lot of fun. You know, having Hollywood Rock is is the greatest thing when he just insults the fans. You know, calls them every name in the book. Um, does all of that stuff. I, I just love it. Um, you know, I'm the rock is my favorite of all time. So having him back kind of full time on SmackDown and for this is great. Um, there, you know, it, it, it'll be fun. Cause you know, we haven't really mentioned it, but they, uh, they pretty much announced that it's going to be the rock versus Roman or the, the rock and Roman tag team versus Cody and Seth night one of WrestleMania. Mm. So, you know, however that match comes out, you, you never know. You never know, you know, is The Rock going to get mad? You know, is The Rock, you know, going to do this or that? Um, it, it, it's all fun. And then <clears throat> when they had their uh, their Las Vegas, um, that like WrestleMania kick, yeah, yeah, Wrestle- yeah, yeah, he, he put up the, 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 what do you call it? The, oh my gosh, I, the chart of like the oh, family. Oh yeah, 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 the family, the family. tree basically. And, yeah. and it had like the, the something, something, The Rock. And for Roman Reigns, it literally just said his name. Like there was nothing mm-hmm. there. It, yeah. Like no acknowledgement, no tribal chief, no champion, just The Rock uh, or uh, Roman Reigns. And I, th- I thought that was very interesting. You know, that kind of put some, you know, <clears throat> some conspiracies in, in my head to be there. But man, I, I would love for him to kind of just swerve it, you know, go there, help, unfortunately, help Cody win the championship because, you know, that's where they're going with it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, have a little semi feud there. I think that'd be that'd be pretty fun. Yeah, and it, it's fascinating to see, regardless of how they do this, is The Rock, who is now a chairman of the TKO board, mm-hmm. is he a character? Is he going to be sticking around? Is Are we going to get him for um, uh, Backlash, which will be in France this year? I mean, mm-hmm. is, is you know is this story going to last past WrestleMania, or does it, you know, you kind of take his, his TV time away, mm-hmm. shows up a few times a year, and then shows up for WrestleMania matches? I wouldn't mind that either. Yeah, no, I wouldn't either. And I did hear the rumor that part of his contract was, He's got to wrestle so many matches now that he's a chairman to kind of promote it, bring uh-huh. it up. Um, you know, a little bit behind the scenes research we do here um, for, <laughs> for everything for all you guys. Um, so I think that'd be interesting because, as you mentioned, you know, what if Roman somehow retains, but The Rock tried to interfere and help Cody? You can start that feud. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind a year-long feud, you know, that way, or or even a SummerSlam. You know, they, they have all its possibilities in the world, man. It, it's going to be fun. Well, it is. I mean, especially if you think about Roman dropping the belt, it's like, well, what do you do? Anything yeah. feels lesser than this long title run, mm-hmm. unless it's Rock against Roman. Yeah. So, I mean, that would be a perfect pivoting point, and it would make sense for The Rock maybe to turn on Roman. Uh, we will see. Uh, that'll wrap it up for a SmackDown review here on Nuclear Heat on 93.7 The Ticket. We've got the Raw review coming up next. A good match 
card. Cody Rhodes and Drew McIntyre. Also the IC title between Jay Uso and Gunther. Uh, we will preview Elimination Chamber as well. That's all coming up next year on Nuclear Heat on 93.7 The Ticket. Back to Nuclear Heat with your host, Jake Bakoven on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are back here on Nuclear Heat on 93.7 The Ticket. Thanks for joining us live here. We uh, usually do a little bit of a podcast, but we had a chance to jump on live. We said, yeah, we'll do it. We're, we stay up for Raw, so we can stay up uh, for uh, Nuclear Heat. And we are now going to do a bit of a Raw review from uh, last night. It's uh, Again, SmackDown was fantastic with The Rock in Roman Reigns promo kind of being the biggest part of that but a lot of these a lot of these uh matches on both smackdown and raw interesting because they were elimination chamber qualifying matches so let's jump right into it the match card for raw particularly of importance to me cody rhodes against drew mcintyre which they opened the show with and the ic title matchup between jay uso and gunther and uh, if you watched it, they both ended in a similar fashion. So uh, interesting for those to tie together. We open up with Cody Rhodes and Drew McIntyre. Uh, once again, the 2K rating showing Rhodes a bit of an, uh, of a, uh, I think he was like 95 or something yeah. like that. And, and, and McIntyre's 89 as far as the rankings go. So a bit of an advantage there. But it was really interesting when they when they put this match out there because it's like, Who's going to take the loss? I mean, McIntyre has been on quite a winning streak. Mm-hmm. Rhodes hasn't lost since WrestleMania. He hasn't lost all year. Yep. They they just won't pin him. Um, so it was very interesting to see who would take this loss. Uh, and maybe somewhat predictable that ultimately it would be interference um, that, uh, that, that plays into it. Uh, ultimately, Jimmy Uso does interfere, distracts the official, allows Sokoa uh, to hit Rhodes uh, with his with his thumb, uh, with a Samoan spike is what it's called, but it's obviously the spike thumb there. Um, and it set up uh, McIntyre for the Claymore to get the win and the pin on Cody Rhodes. It was the same way Rhodes lost to Reigns at WrestleMania. Uh, once again, his second loss, and they're not um, shy in saying so. Sometimes you can read between the lines, but yeah. when... WWE's commentary is saying so. You know, it's part of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about this? Does this take? I mean, does this? What does this do for the players involved in you? Does this give anybody more heat? Does this add anything to anybody? You think? You know, it, I can see it being really good for Cody Rhodes because it's giving him that that you know that sympathy. Everybody wants him to win, and he keeps getting screwed over by the bloodline. You know, things like that. Um, so I think it's great for him. Good for McIntyre because he he he's been flirting with like that heel. You know good guy kind of funny guy and i think now you know he he accepted the the bloodlines interference and took the win so you know i think that kind of pushes him towards a heel so that's kind of good for wherever he's going wrestlemania um and we talked about it i can't stand the whole solicitor coming out in a in a black hoodie you know us not you know not showing his face um and things like that so that that's kind of knowing but i thought it was good um all around i say that but i still didn't really like it all that much you know i i would have rather something I, I don't know how, but another, you know, interference or maybe, you know, like a double count out, something like that. Um, but to give Cody a loss, you know, I think they're just going for that whole, you know, underdog, you know, rally behind um, type of thing there. So that that's where I think they went with it. Well, it's interesting, too, because McIntyre, like you said, he kind of walks the line, not really uh, not a good guy anymore, but not yep. necessarily. He'll claim he's not a bad guy. Yeah. But at the same time, accepting the help from the bloodline to get the win, he would later stay in a promo um, you know, he's kind of playing the long-term battle, but still doesn't like the bloodline. So it's kind of interesting there. And I think it does continue to push him in a direction that I do think he's going to win elimination chain. We'll get to our mm-hmm. predictions here in a little bit, but they've been heating up him really well. 
Uh, and this this is about as big a win as you can yeah. get in the WWE right now. Maybe outside of Reigns, obviously, yeah. um, and and Rock, maybe Gunther, but I, no, no, Rhodes <laughs> is probably over Gunther right now. Uh, so it, it was a huge win for McIntyre, and and, and obviously big story um, there. Uh, we move on there from the, another Elimination Chamber qualifier match. This one, a battle royale, maybe my favorite matches uh, in <laughs> WWE. You get uh, so many different people involved here. And what was really impressive about this, again, as opposed to when the Women's Revolution started and they would try to throw these and you have to throw six NXT girls yeah. in and maybe a few uh, you know, uh, legends in, is that this was filled with wrestlers that, that you kind of know and, mm-hmm. and fill out the women's res- uh, roster. So... Um, Shayna Baszler, Zoe Stark, uh, returning Raquel Rodriguez, uh, Zaya Lee, Valhalla, Tegan Knox, Natalia, Indy Hartwell, Candice LeRae, Maxine Dupree, Ivy Nile, Electra Lopez, B-Fab, Katana Chance, Mishin, Zelina Vega, Chelsea Green, Isla Dawn, and Alba Fire all participating in the match. Uh, ultimately led to Rodriguez overcoming Baszler and Stark, who... Could be one of the hotter tag teams, mm-hmm. at least in the women's division. Still, um, um, you know, heels. So I don't know if they're necessarily going to face the Kabuki Warriors, but that could be some some twist we kind of see coming out of this. But ultimately, Rodriguez dumps both of them out of the out of the ring to apparently win. Chelsea Green sneaks up behind, <laughs> uh, and I was happy for half a second until she gets thrown over. Yeah. Um, this is it's, this was interesting. Rodriguez obviously. Um, is is believable. She's mm-hmm. one of the bigger women, one of the more powerful-looking women on the roster, um, and she has a reason, I suppose. She's kind of had that that uh, bit of a feud uh, before with the women's champion, and so I, I, I mean, I, I think it's. And, and then the other thing is, you know, whenever you have a battle royale, you know, oftentimes you get like an underdog win mm-hmm. or a surprise win. Sometimes it's good just to have. What would happen in real life is the giant's going to win because yeah. it's hard to throw the giant over the over the ring. And so I thought this was, was very entertaining. Like I said, some mm-hmm. of my fa- favorite type of matches and a, a, an outcome that makes sense both in booking and in just, you, you know, like I said, uh, reasoning. Yeah, no. And I agree with you. You know, I, I love this. You know, it's a good chance to get all of these women out on here, you know, to for a chance at the Elimination Chamber. Uh, for the women's title, and I thought Rodriguez was the right choice, like you said, because what they want to do is that elimination chamber for the women, they want to stack it. You know, they want to make whoever's going to win it, earn it, and make it believable because Rhea Ripley, you know, she she's kind of an unstoppable force right now a, a post, a, a outside of Nia Jax, who for some reason has her number. Um, but yeah, you know, Rodriguez is like six foot one. You know, she I don't know how tall, if she's really that tall, but she's like, yeah, she's believable. She's She's, you know, built. Um, like, you know, uh, a big time superstar there. And for her to get that win um, was huge. And like I said, you know, stacking that elimination chamber um, for whoever gets the win is, is huge because you really got to build up whoever, you know, is going to win that thing um, because they got to be able to challenge Rhea. And I, man, I was with you. I wanted Chelsea Green to kind of win that. I was <laughs> I was excited. I was like, I was like, can she do it? Because that would have been hilarious, you know, to have. You know, the the likes of like Becky Lynch, Liv Morgan, you know, all them in the lim- in elimination chamber, and then Chelsea Green. You yeah. know that that would have been that would have been fun. That would have been fun to kind of watch her run around and scream. You know, do her do her signature yeah. stuff there. So I thought that would have been. Well, and, and I, we said it earlier, you know, with with uh, Dirty Dom, just a just a wild card yeah. in there that you don't necessarily isn't too believable, mm-hmm. but can give you some pops and some entertaining. And she is as entertaining yep. uh, with the acting as as the, I think you've got going in, mm-hmm. in the women's division right now. So. I would have liked it. Uh, interested to see what they do. They got to do something for her yeah. at WrestleMania because she's such an entertaining character. 
Uh, we move on from that. Our truth gets an in-depth interview about his breakup with the Judgment Day. Uh, truth even said in his in his meeting with the Judgment Day, he said the first meeting it was special, like the first time John Cena <laughs> tried on jean shorts. Uh, so our truth always uh, paying tribute to his idol uh, John Cena, who is, is is I believe a little bit younger than He's him. like ten years <laughs> younger than our truth. <laughs> so I mean, it's all of course truth. A very comedic character. I thought they did kind of very well here. This was yeah. like. Uh, Oh, maybe like one of those shoots that you'd had in like Mari. Which, yeah. You know, it kind of sets you up for a relationship uh, troubles. Uh, so th- I thought it was kind of funny. And it sets up for the match of R-Truth, The Miz, and DIY, who Truth thinks is DX, uh, against Judgment Day. Uh, so just, again, great comedic stuff here. Um, hot tag to Truth ignited uh, the crowd in this match. He had uh, he had some moments there. Ultimately, Damian Priest uh, gets the best of him. I will say this, and, I, and I'm a big Damian Priest fan, and, and, and some of this is the comedic stuff kind of going yeah. in in this, so it can be hard at times, but some of his selling is really tough with how big he is and yeah. how big of a, a character he's supposed to be imposing and all that. Like, when he dives into the ring corner and then just, you know, kind of starts shaking his head, you're just like, he needs to work on that a little bit. But, uh, you know, that's, my I guess, my only uh, complaint from a very entertaining match <laughs> uh, back and forth that the Judgment Day ultimately wins here. Um, my question, I guess, for you is, is Truth and Miz against Judgment Day at WrestleMania? I, I think so. You know, I think we talked about that, um, like a couple of weeks ago, that this is probably the direction they're going in. And I'm going to tell you this. I know Truth isn't a big time player, but they essentially have a Sami Zayn from last year with the bloodline. You know, it, it, it's like a lesser version of it because it's, you know, the Judgment Day who are supposed to run the place, but they, they lost so many times. Um, but yeah, no, I'm gonna love to see the the Miz and and our Truth versus uh, the Judgment Day, and I'm gonna be honest with you, I can see that being like the upset of WrestleMania yeah. is you know that happening because you watch our Truth, he is a phenomenal performer, he's a phenomenal wrestler. Um, the, the guy's like 53 years old or something yeah. like that, and he's more it's athletic than the shape. both of us combined. Yeah. You know, um, with sorry, you know me, me, you know he, <laughs> no, he, yeah, he's more than me, right, yeah. um, and and things <laughs> like that. But no, it, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, but they need to build up. They need to build up the Judgment Day a little bit more because you know they're kind of you forget that Finn and Damian are are the world heavyweight champs because they just don't do much. Yeah or, yeah, or tag team champs. They don't do much with it. Um, so I think you got to build that up a little bit more. But it's gonna be it's gonna be one heck of a match. Well, and I think again, as as we mentioned earlier, if Priest does cash in uh, money in the bank at WrestleMania, it could be a similar thing that they did with Rollins, where mm-hmm. Rollins lost to to. Orton that year, so you kind of forget about him. Yeah. He's already kind of had his WrestleMania, and he's down. So if they have this upset happen, take place at WrestleMania again, kind of leading you to believe, well, Damian Priest didn't have a good WrestleMania. Yeah. Snap, there he, he there he goes, and maybe gets the uh, turns it in the Money in the Bank and, and gets the win. Yeah, and the fun thing is, you know, they, they haven't teased it as much, but earlier this year they were going with who was the leader of the Judgment Day, right? That's right. Okay, so if Damian Priest were to get a champion, the the World Championship. He and Rhea would then, mm. you know, really be like, Colliding well, again, we're yeah. both world champs. You know, who's the, who's the leader here? So, man, it can dream scenarios, right? It can yeah. it, it can be so many great stories there. Yeah, there's there's a lot of good creative stuff uh, 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 around the corner. I think for for WrestleMania and WWE, uh, we go then to Becky Lynch uh, Elimination Chamber promo. Uh, she is interrupted ultimately by Liv Morgan. Becky Lynch is basically saying it's. Uh, it's going to happen. It's going to be her and Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania. Um, Liv Morgan says it's more personal to her. So this is part of her comeback story. It's not just a WrestleMania story. Um, Raquel Rodriguez, Naomi, and Tiffany Stratton, uh, as well as Bianca Belair, all 
uh, interrupt. This happens a lot. This yeah. is a typical promo before an elimination chamber or a or a money in the bank or tables, ladders, and chairs match for all the all all the co- competitors to interrupt each other. Brawl broke out eventually. Very kind of weird transitioning. I think the last line was supposed to be, you know, Bianca Belair telling Stratton, you don't even go here. <laughs> and then there's like this pause. And then Morgan was just like, yeah, you don't go here. And then for some reason they started fighting. Like it was, it, I, I think they, they didn't time that very well. Yeah. Uh, so I noticed that. And then just a very interesting booking strategy to ultimately have Nia Jax come out um, and squash everyone that's going to be involved in the elimination chamber. Uh, the story being told there is that all these, these women were thinking, you know, we're going to challenge Rhea Ripley and that like the, the fact that she's going to be a Nia Jax is a foregone conclusion. So you build up Nia Jax while at the same time, kind of uh, belittling everybody mm-hmm. before the elimination chamber, a little bit of a, of a mistake there, I think from, from WWE. And I agree. And you know, my thoughts on Nia Jax and the people listening probably know my thoughts on <laughs> Nia Jax. Um, I, I mentioned it earlier. I don't know what it is. They're they're building Nia Jax to be something. I'm going to tell you if it's Nia Jax versus Rhea Ripley for the women's heavyweight championship at WrestleMania, I will riot. I will do my own little <laughs> protest, my own little riot. That is not something I want to see. Um, and and you know, not to take away from Nia Jax, I just I don't think she's great. You know, she's she's you know big, believable, built like that, but I just don't see it. And she squashes everybody. This is like the third time she's oh, squashed. Yeah. She's she squashed Rhea. You yeah. know, it wasn't a match, but you know, the, they had a confrontation and she she essentially sat on her, you know, yeah. did her did her from the top rope, you know, about crushed her there and everything and and it's like, you know, what what are they doing? And and, and I know it, it's more than likely they're just building her up so hopefully, you know, whoever else is going to win, you know, I'm I'm banking on that. Yeah. Um <laughs> um you know, it's like, "Oh, they they're the ones that eliminated Nia Jax. You know, they can do it. They can do it." But man, you're right. They they kind of made everyone else look kind of weak there for a second. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that was the greatest idea, but again, it does it gives Nia Jax a little bit of something? Like, I mean, I agree with you. It'd be a huge upset if if Jax somehow beats Ripley uh, and then goes into WrestleMania as the champ. <laughs> I just don't see it. Uh, Chad Gable against Ivar is the next match. Um, really good stuff throughout Raw here. I mean, this it's a three hour show. I thought it went pretty quickly including uh, these two guys who are very different sizes, but both of them can go. Mm-hmm. Um, the story around it, eh, probably leaving a little bit to be desired. Ultimately, Gable is trying to um, fight for his team, Alpha Academy, who's all been defeated by mm-hmm. Ivar. Um, oh, okay. I mean, this is this is mid, <laughs> mid-card feud stuff here for sure. Um, but it was a good match, and Gable ultimately transfer, uh, transitioned from a pinfall uh, that looked the... Uh, that looked like he was going to have into an ankle lock. You want Ivar that big uh, tapping out? I don't know if I love no. it, but uh, it's not like Ivar has much to lose, but I think he lost a little bit there. Yeah, and, you know, I thought about this, and I feel bad for Ivar because he is showing he can be a single star, but he just doesn't have it, I think. You know, because he, well, his he, promos aren't They're not great, great. and it's, it's the fact that he's part of the Viking War, you know. He's a Viking, Viking yeah. yeah. and they, <laughs> they haven't done anything. You know, we talked yeah. about they were like the jobbers. You know, they're yeah. if they're in a match, they're losing it. Um, And, you know, Chad Gable had this incredible run earlier, you know, this year. So I thought, again, it was a good match. It was a really good yeah. match. Just Chad Gable's lost team, and Ivar is just that he—, he I'm sorry, but he's just that jobber. You know, he, he's yeah. doing his best. He's doing his work. And I just don't see him getting over. That's that's, that's the problem. And he'd almost be better without Valhalla. Yeah. I mean, the character is fine, but the the, the over and over losses and never yeah. really having any sort of up, 
<laughs> upside moments yep. uh, really is hurting that group. I guess guess they're waiting for the other Viking uh, <laughs> Raider to return, Eric. Eric. Yeah, but I don't think that's going to be quite like the Rock returning. So no, no uh, not at all. It's uh, it's it's tough. It's tough to be a Viking, I yep. think, in modern day, and, and really get too much of a push. <laughs> uh, then we move on to the Intercontinental Championship as we are reviewing Raw here on Nuclear Heat, our weekly WWE review show here on ninety three seven The Ticket. Uh, Hard hitting match between Gunther and Jay Uso. Um, I mean, Jay is is wildly over, so I don't mm-hmm. want to sound like a hater here. Uh, but a few things I don't like about Jay still is the spit slap. I think yeah. um, that's a very heelish move, especially mm-hmm. post COVID. Yeah. It's very, you know, I it makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable, um, and and very much, you know, from his heel days. So I guess you can bring it over. The other thing is they've kind of given him the spear, and he's got the he's just not the body for yeah. it. He's not big enough, um, and he doesn't he's not explosive enough that. That spear doesn't look as punishing, obviously, when you think about a Roman Reigns or a Goldberg, famously. Um, and so he did like five of them. It kind of set up for it looked like, you know, he was going to get the win, finally dethrone Gunther, um, and uh, and ultimately have more interference. This time, Jay Uso underneath a, a black <laughs> or a hood again, uh, hitting the, the, the ring bell just as the, the pen was about to take place. Um, interestingly enough, they had Jay kind of recover from it yeah. um, and then have another chance at a pin at Gunther before Gunther um, does get the win. Post-match beatdown, Jay Uso uh, getting beat down by Jimmy and uh, sets up a very obvious and, and exciting WrestleMania match, I think, between the Uso brothers there. Yeah, yeah and I agree. And I thought I thought this was a good match. You know, I thought Jay really, aside from, you know, those, those spears that weren't amazing, um, I thought, you know, he did put on a, a good a good show and i mean to the wwe's credit you know you, you knew the interference was probably coming but he about cleanly pinned gunther you know yeah. it, it about happened there um but once again you know the whole black hood thing you know the ringing the bell you you kind of saw that coming but i am excited to see these two brothers um go at it at wrestlemania because you know like you said jay jay is hot jimmy is not um so you know you'd think jay would come out winning that one but you know you you want to see them going at it that that's the fun yeah. part yeah, they got to do for, something for Jimmy. He's been just taking pins yeah. and being kind of silly guy. He is not one <laughs> of, of the two Usos nope. since the split, but this will give him some heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's take a quick break here, and then we'll wrap up things on Nuclear Heat with our preview of Elimination Chamber, which is this Saturday. We'll be right back here on 93.7 The Ticket. Back to Nuclear Heat with your host, Jake Bakovan, on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Once again, thanks for joining us here on 93.7 The Ticket. This is Nuclear Heat, uh, our wrestling review show for the week. Usually we do it on a podcast. You can find it on our YouTube page. But when there's a chance for a live opportunity, we'd like to jump in and take it. So that's what we did today. Uh, I am Jake Bachman, your host of Nuclear Heat, with my tag team partner, Agi Pena. Uh, nuclear heat contributor and uh, we welcome you to jump in and, and give us your thoughts as well at any time um, as Todd did here Todd off YouTube says I think Triple H needs to resign as WWE head of creative I think he knew about Vince McMahon's sexual abuse scandal and did nothing about it uh, I'm uh, sorry that's what I think but you don't have to be sorry it is definitely you know there I think there's a lot of people wondering uh, you know what was known uh, we don't want to comment too much on that because you know legal matters and and, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't, you know, there's a lot still to kind of be seen what happens there, but it looks like an absolute mess. And, 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 and obviously, 
um, the end of an era for for Vince McMahon. Um, and it's it's just it's it's tough to say what's known and what's what's not known. We saw Stephanie McMahon leave the company um, the first time that they tried to get Vince McMahon, yeah. Vince McMahon out of the company. Um, so I mean, yeah, it, 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 and obviously Triple H being her husband, um, I can't say whether. He should or not, or what he knew or not, but I will say this, um, WWE has kind of leaned in on his character once again, um, now calling him Paul Triple H Levesque, yep. you know, so a little bit of a different with, you know, The Rock and and and, and some of the other, you know, TKO leadership and all of that um, than what was was previously, you know, with the authority and all that stuff, um, but I will say, it, I, I guess it would it indicate well, um, at least from WWE's side, for uh, on Triple H's behalf, that they at least uh, are, are continuing to use him in, in such a high-profile spot that maybe he will be able to clear this trouble. Once again, whether that's uh, whether that's good or not, I'll leave that up to you to decide or, or for your your thoughts. But um, that that's kind of interesting. Thanks uh, to Todd for uh, for chiming in there. And obviously, you know that horrible allegations and, and court orders uh, is is the backdrop of such good wrestling that's going on right now in, in storylines in WrestleMania season. Um, but, you know, th- that's there. And unfortunately, um, it's it's not going to go away. I know, I think it was, uh, I can't remember if it was Netflix, who, by the way, is was in the building yeah. uh, last night for Raw uh, and is going to take over Raw here in the year 2025. Um, but I know there was a documentary set up for Vince McMahon that they've completely put on the yeah. table um, because obviously there's a lot more to be seen before you can make a, a documentary to, to kind of be the all encompassing in there. So, um, yeah, that, that's interesting. Once again, if you have any thoughts, go ahead and, uh, and chime in, uh, four, two, four, six, four, five, six, eight, five is our text line, or you can, you can uh, comment on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch. Uh, appreciate you. If you give us a like, uh, share, subscribe, all that stuff. Um, once again, the SmackDown preview that we can have for Friday night real quickly. Um, it's uh it's already been taped, uh, yeah. so it was taped uh, last week at Salt Lake City. Um, but I, I have not. You can if you want to. You can go out and look for yeah. the results. I have not quite yet. Um, but you don't expect necessarily anything too big. But they have done a good job of setting this card up for me to be interested in it. It's not mm-hmm. just a throwaway SmackDown. Uh, once again, LA Knight versus Drew McIntyre set up uh, for Friday. The Street Profits, uh, Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins against AOP. Um, Akeem and Rezar. Um, so I think that will be an interesting match. I, I don't necessarily know which way they're going to book it. I just hope I'm interested. Uh, <laughs> Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate uh, take on Dominic Mysterio and JD McDonough. Um, Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate now, by the way, British Strong Style. Yep. You like that? Yep, I do. Yeah. I do. I like that a little bit better. I do. I do too. It kind of leans into their, their accents and kind of gives mm-hmm. them a little bit more um, uh, for what it's worth because, you know, Pete Dunn, his character isn't much different right now than it was Butch, which is just yeah. like an angry guy that just, you know, a little guy that wants to fight. Yep. You know, the Pete Dunn um, style is similar to what Tyler Bate. And I don't even like, I, I, I know Tyler Bate from two weeks ago. That's yeah. about it. You yeah, know, when he, much. when he arrived in, you know, they call him the, what they call him the big strong man or little yeah, strong man or something like, like that. that. And <laughs> I'm still getting used to his character. So I think it's, it's, it's good to give them something here. Um, I, I, although I don't know if it quite rolls off the tongue, but uh, British strong style, uh, gonna get a warm up shot there against Dominic Mysterio and JD McDonough. Expect them to win that. The big one I'm looking forward to for SmackDown's preview is, or SmackDown this this uh, this Friday will be Braun Breaker's in ring mm-hmm. debut. Now it might be an absolute squash match. I don't yep. know that they have him going up against, but 
Talk about a guy I'm also interested to see what they do at WrestleMania uh, with Breaker. Yep. No, I'm I'm very excited. You know, we've t- we've talked about this a lot. I'm we're we're both very excited. We're both big fans. I think this this guy this kid, you know, he's a yeah. kid still. Um, has a huge future in WWE. Has a look, and yeah, you know, he's he's going to be the guy that's going to put the company on his back. I think here uh, for the next couple of years. Once once you know they get him going. So. Yeah, he's definitely a, a, one of the future. Uh, looks like to be one of the futures of WWE. Uh, let's take a quick break for station ID, and we'll come back with our Elimination Chamber preview card. This is Lincoln's home for sports talk on the FM dial. Also online at theticketfm.com. On the internet. KNTK FM first. 93.7 The Ticket. Once again, this is Nuclear Heat here on 93.7 The Ticket, our weekly review of uh, WWE Wrestling. Uh, once again, you can usually find it on our YouTube page. I'll, I'll post it to the YouTube page as well under the videos uh, tag. Um, but uh, we get a chance to go live. We like to go live once yep. in a while, not just pre-taped like this SmackDown is going to be on Friday. Uh, but uh, let's get into the Elimination Chamber. Uh, lots to kind of look into here. We'll start with some of the, the bottom of the card and work our way up. Uh, first of all, Cody Rhodes and World Heavyweight Champion Seth Rollins will appear on the Grayson Waller Effect. Uh, what do you think they're they're going to work through here? Um, obviously, they've been telling the story of Seth Rollins being the shield for Cody Rhodes in his upcoming battle with Roman Reigns. I mean, if John Moxley wants to come back, you know that <laughs> that would be just phenomenal. You know, oh, yeah, he, uh, formerly Dean Ambrose. You know, if he, they want to reunite, I mean, I thought when when Seth brought that out oh, on that he, month, I yeah. thought I was like, oh my gosh, is he coming? You know, is he coming back? Because that that'd be just cherry on the top of oh, all this yeah. um, there. But sorry, I got distracted with that. But you know. It's interesting to me because, you know, these guys have been feuding for the last two years since Cody came back, you know, all that stuff. And now Seth has his back, um, all that stuff, because he wants him to finish the story. I think it's weird. We talked about it, that they're having a Grayson Waller effect on this um, premium live event. But I guess you got to get Cody and Seth on there. Um, And Grayson's from Australia, I believe. He might be, yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess he is. So, I, okay, that makes sense. Um, on there, you know, they'll probably just talk about it. You know, Grayson will probably get get hit by, you know, uh, you know, a, a crossroads or something like that for saying something yeah. wrong. And you know, it's just to keep uh, Cody and Rollins, I think, fresh. You know, relevant in in this in this uh, premium live event. Well, and they've done a good job too with Seth Rollins' injury of finding a way to get mm-hmm. him TV times, finding a way to keep his his belt at least in, in the, in the discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, we'll see here. You can take a bump here and there, but, uh, so you might see that, that they can get heat, uh, on somebody if they need to. Although I just, I don't, I don't know. Like you said, I think this, this ends up bad for Grayson. Wall. Yeah. Uh, then we have our undisputed tag team championship. Once again, between the judgment days, Damien priest and Finn, Finn Balor against British strong style, Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate. Um, to what you kind of said earlier, I think I think Damian Priest and Finn Balor they've had these these undisputed belts for quite some time. Um, they lose them, they've lost them I think twice and mm-hmm. regained them rather quickly. Um, and they've done a pretty good job fighting on you know whether it be Raws or, or or SmackDown or you know a premium live event here and there. But a lot of their matches has been kind of like this one where it's like. You know, it, it's it's pretty obvious they're going to win. Yeah. Um, I think British Strong Style can put on a, a good match. And it's not only is it obvious that they're going to win, but it would be asinine if they didn't. Yeah. It would be a terrible booking mm-hmm. decision. No, yep, I agree with you 100%. They got to – they don't have much going for the the, the, the tag team champions, you know, the titles. So, you know, you got to get up. I think you got – it's going to be a good match, but I think you got to get a convincing, clean win. 
I know that's probably not going to happen because, you know, Damian, J.D., though, or um, Dominic, J.D., yeah. they'll probably come in and interfere. But I would love if this one was a clean win by the tag team champs. Just show their dominance a little bit. Yeah, yeah. They shouldn't need help uh, to beat these guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, we move on to the Women's World Championship, Rhea Ripley and Nia Jax. Uh, once again, we'll get those 2K ratings up there, uh, and I think Rhea Ripley will have a decided advantage. Um, possible talk of this headlining it because of the way they've pushed Nia yeah. Jax, um, and and people are just so interested to, to see a Rhea Ripley. Again, I think that's her home home yeah. as well, Australia, mm-hmm. so should be a, a huge crowd there. Kind of think of Zelina Vega in Puerto Rico or something yeah. like that, or Bad Bunny, uh, mm-hmm. the same. Um, that could be a lot of fun. Uh, and I think they'll 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 put on a, a good match. I think some some near falls obviously for Jax, but I think Ripley's got to get a win that one. Obviously, heading into WrestleMania. Yeah, and you know I know I bash Nia a lot for that, but I'm I'm very interested to see how Rhea's going to win this one because she's not going to be able to physically dominate Nia Jax. That right. that's kind of the one thing Nia Jax has. So. You know, I'll be watching the the recorded tape of it. You know, because yeah. like like I mentioned, I'm not waking up at four thirty in the morning to watch this one. Um, but you know, when I see it, I, I'm very interested to see how they give Rhea that win. Uh, the women's elimination chamber match. Uh, let's move on to that. Becky Lynch against Bianca Belair against Liv Morgan, Tiffany Stratton, Naomi, and Raquel Rodriguez. We've mentioned it throughout the broadcast. Looks like Becky Lynch is probably going to win here. Do you have? I mean, if you were we're going to lean another way, would it be Bianca? Um, I don't, you would say yes, but I do really think they're going to go with Jade Cargo with her mm-hmm. at WrestleMania. So I would have to say it would have to be Liv Morgan. I know you're not as high on her, but I think she is kind of over with the fans. Um, I don't think it'd be realistic, you know, for her to beat Rhea, but if it's not Becky, I, I would go with Liv. Yeah, I can see it. They've been telling a good story there. I don't know if the crowd is quite as high on Liv Morgan or ready to jump in with Liv Morgan as as maybe they had before. Um, so I, I don't necessarily see that happening, but it is hard. I mean, maybe you could go with Stratton to give her that big of a debut. Um, I, I But, you know, it, it's hard to see Naomi or Raquel Rodriguez in that position. So yeah. uh, I think it would come down to those, those four, and Becky Lynch, the overwhelming favorite there, is going to be both our picks. Uh, now on to the Men's Royal Rumble. Drew McIntyre against Randy Orton against Bobby Lashley, against LA Knight, against Kevin Owens, against Logan Paul, again, for the right to take on Seth Rollins uh, for his heavyweight championship. Yeah, and, you know, I'm going with Drew McIntyre, just the way they built him up. Um, But I'll tell you what, other than Bobby Lashley or Kevin Owens, I would not be disappointed if Randy Orton or Logan Paul, you know, um, or, you know, my guy, LA Knight, uh, come out and win this one. Because I think, you know, that, that could be interesting. Can you... Randy Orton versus Seth Rollins. I know they haven't built it, but yeah. I mean that's electric there too. You know Absolutely. those are those are two great guys. But I do ultimately think it'll be Drew McIntyre. Yeah, and it, and that kind of leads to the question about what do you do with everybody else? Once again, I think L.A. Knight, you know, maybe is headed. Maybe they've kind of looked the other way on that AJ Styles feud. I could see that here. I would have more faith in him. I mean, he's on Raw. Uh, excuse me, he's on SmackDown, and Rollins is on Raw. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you're going to have that crossover. Sometimes yeah. they. They'll do. Sometimes they won't. I think that's the story. I think LA mm-hmm. Knight deserves that. I, you know, if you're not going to give him, um, you know, eventually, despite all the uh, the movement he had and, and all that, he's he's a little bit overshadowed by mm-hmm. The Rock and, and Cody and, and yeah. fairly. Um, but it was kind of the year of the LA Knight movement, so they got to find something. I don't know if an AJ Styles, you know, matchup is enough. So I would love to see LA Knight here. I agree with you. I think Drew McIntyre is the winner. 
Um, but I'd keep an eye on L.A. Knight. I I think just, you know, from the hearings and everything, L.A. Knight, Logan Paul, we could get a feud mm. going there if, if, you know, they don't win yeah. this. There you go. You got L.A. Knight versus Logan Paul for a title, you know, the United States Championship. Yeah. You said, you know, L.A. does deserve one of these championships. So, you know, it's not a main event, unfortunately. But, well, all of them are main events. So let's be honest with that. But, you know, I, I think that could be... That could be money right there, you know, and they can build it from this elimination chamber. You know, they caught, they eliminate each other. You know, one of them causes something. Um, it could be, it could be fun there. Uh, Caboose eight six zero five joins in on this conversation on Twitch. He says, "We all know Becky wins uh, the chamber because WWE is getting predictable again." Also <laughs> chimes in, Drew McIntyre wins because of being obvious. Uh, as well as L.A. Knight versus Logan Paul for U.S. belt at Mania. He throws in, get out of my head, sir. But to your point, <laughs> Caboose, I think a lot of this is it does feel, um, as you get toward WrestleMania, you step away. A yeah. lot of it you know, is, is pretty well uh, put into a, a corner of where they're headed into WrestleMania. So yeah. you feel like a lot of this stuff, it's going to be at 4 a.m., so maybe yeah. we'll miss it. But a lot of it seems kind of predictable going into this, uh, into this match. Yeah. Um, in fact, I mean... I'd be surprised if we didn't pick every one of those uh, yeah. because it, it, it's just it's it's hard to imagine them really going another way, but we'll see. Yeah, and, you know, we got to think of it as they got to do what's best for business, you know, what's best for the money-wise. And just real quick, I want to say this. Randy Orton, if we're wondering what he might do, mm. John Cena, you know, you, you, you never know. <laughs> you know, have they're both healthy for WrestleMania, you know, for the first time in years. I don't even care what their feud would be about, but I think that'd be, you know, that'd be a fun way to do it. But to get back on topic there, you know, yeah, you know, they, they, they gotta be a little bit predictable going into WrestleMania, but the fun part is once you get to WrestleMania, they can do, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Um, you know, cause then it, it, it's the restart of everything, you know, it's either yeah. the restart or the continuation of a Roman Reigns domination. And, and that's the fun part of it all. Interesting. Caboose also says, I see a double turn at Mania. Uh, Rock turns on Roman. Seth turns on Cody. Oh, yeah. I, I, they're playing that Seth, that Seth Rollins baby face really well. That, yeah. Wow. That would be, that would be the shield. He called it. (laughs) Dean Ambrose comes back. Oh man. On that, you know, that main event, you got the actual (laughs) shield, you know, against, oh my God. Caboose, you're onto something, man. You're, you're. Have have them WWE writers give you a call. I think that'd be that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of ways for this to, to break down. A lot of ways uh, for us to have fun as fans, and and I, I think we're in for a treat one way or the other uh, once WrestleMania comes along. Once again, April sixth and April seventh mm-hmm. uh, will be WrestleMania. Uh, Elimination Chamber from Perth will be this Saturday. You got to wake up early if you're in our time zone in the Midwest time <laughs> zone uh, to watch it. But hopefully you enjoy that. We'll be back next week. Um, we'll try to let you know if we were able to get a live spot, if we'll do it pre-recorded. But once again, if you're a wrestling fan, you enjoy our show, uh, please uh, stick with us. Yeah. I mean, we, we're going to, we're going to continue to post these, uh, every week on YouTube. Uh, so we'd, we'd like you to join us, but, uh, that'll wrap it up for nuclear heat. Our WWE week in review. Once again, next week, we will review what happened at elimination chamber, uh, as well as the, the raw that will be following that. Mm-hmm. And a little bit of SmackDown, yeah. but by then, after usually after a, <laughs> a yeah. premium live event, the SmackDown kind of gets forgotten about. But once again, there, I mean, Braun Breaker yeah. uh, debuting. There'll be a little bit to talk about with that as well. Uh, thanks once again. I'm Jake Bakovin, your host of Nuclear Heat. Thanks to my contributor over here, Augie Pena. We'll be back next week. We've got more Ticket Weeknights coming up for you here on 93.7 The Ticket. <laughs>